It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another invisible version of Triple B Wrestling Review. That's right. You know, every time, every time. <laughs> Why does That's this right. work? How can we not invest in better technology? <laughs> I I don't know. We're the we're the podcast that clearly needs some help. I'm your host, the living embodiment of Charlie Brown, which maybe explains why this never works. Howard Blues here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kinner. Kinner, how you doing tonight? Well, let me tell you, Howard, I am happy to be here. And uh, even though I just had to sit through a premium live event. It's still better than sitting in a room of screaming children. So, let's make that our uh, benchmark for tonight. How, how was that sound? I, I didn't know you were at my house earlier. You didn't tell me. <laughs> Could have brought beer, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would that would have been that would have been thoughtful. Would have been thoughtful. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But here we are. Uh, we made it through. I made it through. Uh, because you didn't. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Uh, yes, another premium live event. Which, by the way, got to get the plug right out, uh, right at the top here. Because if you're interested in being premium with us, you can have a premium T-shirt, and that is available. Uh, you see it at the bottom of the screen if you're watching this, of course, uh, live in the video version. Streamlabs.com/slash/beerbluesbs or also on our website, beerbluesbs.com. Uh, Howard has thrown out some some uh, cheap plugs that we are being live tonight. So hopefully we'll have somebody be here too. I, I mean, hey, it, it's always great when we get an audience. And uh, otherwise, you know what? I'm at least going to have a good time chatting with you, hearing how the show was, and... Uh, you know, I, I got some, I got some miniatures here. I'll probably do some painting. We'll see. I'm in a painting kind of mood, so you might see me looking down a lot. That's what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, but Kinner, uh, we should get into all of the fun, all of the action, all of the excitement. I am stalling a little bit because I realized that you're putting out the social media post saying, "Hey, hey, 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 we're live." So I'm, you know. Trying, trying to you know keep things going here uh, before we hop to everybody's favorite segment of the show, and that is what's on tap. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing, I've had a couple people like, "What are you always doing? You're looking over here instead of looking into the eyes of a ranger." Uh, well, that of course is because I'm trying to. You know, get other things lined up for the show, or something broke and isn't working, or I'm confirming that something else is or is not working, and then troubleshooting um, why. So, 
Right. You know. there, There is no future Kidder who does all of the editing and all of that. There is just current Kidder, and he's got to fix it live. Uh, I have the benefit of future Howard who does all of our editing and uh, and such. So what, what you're seeing is you are seeing the madman at work. This is this is really behind the scenes. He's he's pushing the buttons. He's running the show. Howard knows how to do none of this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe Howard Blues needs some remedial training, so then then Howard Blues could do stuff too. Hey hey, Howard Howard is uh oh, is got oh, the normal editing side. This is you know this is the one you know night that we get to see see you work in uh, live and in living color. So yeah. I'm sure but, there's a filter I could hit black and white. And speaking of, you know, doing the thing, now, now I'm right side uh, up and left to right. I'm not mirrored anymore. Good, good. You, you wouldn't know that. I'm not mirrored on your end, but how we do the magic of the podcasting, I was mirrored. Survivor Series just didn't look the same, so I had to fix it. <laughs> uh, well, no, I think the post is is out. It's it's claiming that we're we're creating an event, but this is really the event. It's happening now. The other event already happened, and the Calgary Flames just scored a goal. <clears throat> so that's obviously not a a good thing. It's uh, it's because I'm not paying attention. Anyway, uh, Kidder, uh, we should get to everybody's favorite segment. What's on tap? Uh, I, I I can see that you are are still working away. So allow me. What are you having? Well, I mean, listen. If people tuned into our AEW full gear coverage, you know what I'm doing. And uh, if if you're new to around here, allow me to explain. Uh, Kidder and I have been watching pay-per-views uh, together for a long time. However, now I have kids and I don't get to watch the shows. So uh, Kidder gets to fill me in on all the action. But the other tradition that we have always kept is making predictions on the show. Who we think is going to win, who we think is going to lose. Also, there's usually some uh, random bonus questions. They're not really random. There's some bonus questions that we sometimes throw in randomly. There we go. I brought it back around. Uh, to make it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> it's going to be a good one tonight, everybody. Oh, oh yes. Uh, uh, and, and we have oh, kept we have score. score. Yay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we keep score and we compete mostly for bragging rights. The, the old defunct WWE pay-per-view, we pass it back and forth. Although uh, Kidder's been on a hot streak here winning uh, the last uh, four uh predictions challenges in a row uh but to make it interesting and fun and i don't know because i can uh kidder i i i am uh once again you sat through the uh the premium live of event that was your punishment that was your payment uh and, and mine is i do penalty shots and once again because it's all i got uh, i am uh doing peppermint schnapps which is terrible and is not meant for taking shots but yes every wrong prediction that i have i will be taking a shot uh once again reusing the saint louis uh shot glass and uh kidder i am thankful for the fact 
this is a WWE premium live event and there's only five matches. Yeah. Although you threw in two bonus questions. So there's the potential for me to take seven shots, which is at least two less than I took during full gear. So I'm quite excited for that. And uh, shots in the night. Got to make that again. Yeah. And uh, with, with that, Kidder. Like yeah. What am I having? What, what, are, what are you having? What, what are you going to be lubricating the old vocal cord with? Stomp a mud hole on your bandwidth. Uh, I have a couple more of these. In fact, uh, this is one of two, and so I might as well go with it to head out of the show. It's the Grain Belt Blue, and looking at it uh, in focus or out of focus, 4.7% alcohol by volume. It's 12 fluid ounce can. It's uh, Grain Belty and Blue be the blue sheep of the family uh, uh kind of already am and that's how that goes anyway but uh august shell brewing company new Ulm, minnesota and more info on the blueberry lager and their other products at grainbelt.com and you know what it wouldn't uh, be a slim can without putting the 2022 stanley cup champions can koozie right yeah, I mean, that is a nice-looking can koozie. Thank you. Thanks there, Jaco. Appreciate that. Let's get a sip right away, because this... I figured it'd be a little upset. But even the foam tastes pretty good. If you like blueberry. I, I, I don't like blueberry. Mm. No, not at all. And Howie Blues, that's why I did not bring you a true blue today. I, I appreciate that. I, yeah. I very much do. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, you kind of ran down the list of the rules. At least I believe that's what you ended up uh, running down as I was frantically doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing. So, that kind of explains that. Uh, let's uh, Let's get right to it then. No time like the present. Aside from telling everybody to visit BeerBluesBS.com, please support the show, buy us a beer, buy us a round, uh, like, share, subscribe, having you share it to your page, share it to your friends is definitely helpful because then we may get a couple extra viewers and, you know, the more clicks, uh, I'm sure that helps us somehow. So please click in, click off and do the thing. So, let's get it on. Uh, the full list, uh, by the way, is on our Facebook page. So, if you want to follow along, search for Beer Blues NBS on Facebook. You can subscribe, like our page, do the things. And on there, you get to see our questions. I mean, so, uh, really two questions, but then... Uh, you can give your predictions, not only as we're going through the show, but drop them in the comments. Who do you think or would you like to have won? Since by the time you're probably watching this, you know, the answers are out there and you've seen spoilers. So, the big question. Will, <clears throat> first question on the top, will CM Punk appear? The second question uh, right there on the top. Will Sasha Banks appear, i.e. Uh, Mercedes Monet? And 
just because I said yes to both. And uh, I, I'm I'm going to be the curmudgeon on this kidder and say, no, neither of those folks are showing up. As much as people would like to see them back in WWE, I don't think they're coming back. So okay. I, I think there's going to be probably probably you heard a lot of CM Punk chants throughout the night, being that they were in Chicago. <clears throat> Chi town. But I, I, I don't think that he's actually there or making an appearance. Some of the we couldn't even use this as a bonus question, but with the the men's war games match, originally it could have been a question of who will be the fifth member, but then later in I want to say that episode of Raw a week or two ago they spoiled it and it's Randy Orton. But then the drama continued. Will he show up? He hasn't called back. Will he actually be here? We'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. There was also uh, Nakamura was using the GTS, and there were a couple other people who used the GTS on um, on a couple of the shows, and that was fueling some of the speculation uh, that CM Punk could be coming back and that there was a hint towards it, but I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, what are you selling? Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't oh. think that just because somebody uses a GTS, it's like, oh, CM Punk's coming back. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the old classic, what are you buying? What are you selling? Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's start it off. I'm, I think I'm already a third through this. Slow down, man. Maybe. You got a long show to get through. <laughs> yeah. perhaps yes <clears throat> so got home late and thought again that i would miss something on the pre-show turned it on halfway through went to the beginning and fast forwarded no matches on the pre-show so wwe screwed me again because they didn't have any on there i only had to punish myself with half of the pre-show but again the kickoff there needs to be at least a match on it give me a reason to watch the damn thing and the last two premium live events i think pretty much the last two there were matches on the kickoff make a decision do it or don't do it like really yeah, I I agree with you because it it makes it difficult for anybody to uh, who wants to tune in like hey, am I going to miss something if I don't watch the pre-show or not? And I you know, I would much rather go there's at least one match on the pre-show. Okay, I'm tuning in. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to even necessarily be like a huge like hey, we've been building this match for weeks. Yeah. Use it to start something. Use it to showcase new talent. You know, how hard would that be? You know, like, hey, we're kicking off tonight with a couple of new people that we think you should be watching. Exactly like Sunday Night Heat used to be. Yeah, you know, make it an opportunity to show off some of this NXT talent that you have. You know, maybe get, get people introduced to them. And, mm -hmm. you know, like you could do a match on that and it would be fine. But, yeah, I, I hate this... 
will there be a match? Won't there be a match? It just make it clear. And their problem is they don't even tell us either way. It's literally me going, I wonder if there's a match. No, I wasted an hour of my life watching the promos that I'm going to see again in the premium live event before said match. Yeah, so. I, I, I totally with you on that. They need to just make a decision of if they're going to do it or not. And once they do, great. You know, I I would just like to know, like, oh, we're not going to, hey, we can skip it. Or, hey, yes, there will be a match. And you know what? We can uh, we can tune in. And as I said, it doesn't have to be one of your big main card matches. You could use it to show off some new talent and just get the crowd fired up. Mm-hmm. Introduce them to somebody new who maybe will be making a jump to the main roster soon. You know, yeah. or or showcasing, you know, a couple just, as I said, a couple of the talents from NXT. Give them a shot. Put them on the main roster. Get people go up. Hey, maybe that NXT show, is that worth watching? Yeah. 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 Well, let's go to Chicago, Illinois, Allstate Arena. It's WWE Survivor Series 2023 <clears throat> War Games. So. Right at the top of the show, video package, pretty good. They still had some of uh, the video in there that irks me. Again, match video. We save it for the promos and the replays and, and getting people hyped up for the matches. The opening video is supposed to be completely unique. You don't need to show me clips of them in the arena uh, during their other matches. I don't care. Give me something original. So they did pretty decent there. No pyro, but they had some fire pots, the flame pots. So little fire here and fire there. Uh, 17,138 people apparently in attendance and apparently sold out. Uh, They also were there for SmackDown last night. And only had the one ring set up, and then they added in the second ring and changed up the uh, seating arrangement. <clears throat> so, something you may be interested in, of course. On the kickoff show, sponsored by Riffles Chips, they had chips, and everybody started eating the chips, and then they went to Michael Cole. And yes, Corey Graves back from his leave after supporting Carmella and having a baby. Uh, they have Ruffles chips at the desk as well, so I'm guessing Ruffles shuffled out a whole bunch of money to have that. And not only that, but sponsoring a couple matches, uh, one match specifically, which is the first match on the card for tonight. And that is the women's war game match. Uh, again, the war games rules whatever you, you got to have one person from each team come into the ring when all 10 people are in the ring then the match actually starts and then it's uh, pinfall submission uh then if somebody exits the cage exits the war games arena their team forfeits so a couple pieces 
there. Also, one team gets an advantage. This match had the advantage uh, voted on by people voting for their favorite Riffles chips. Well, you know, it's spicy or not spicy, whatever. So, uh, right before the match, they announced that Team Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch gained the people's vote for the advantage. So, there you go there. Again, the uh, cage is 15 feet high. Was hanging above the rafters there. And then the sirens go off. The lasers are shooting. The flame pots are going. And they put pyro sounds through the arena. And then the cage lowered down. Uh, their opponent's damage control, which is Bailey, Asuka, Eosky, Kari Sane, and Dakota Kai outside the ring because she's uh, still unable to wrestle. This match, 33 minutes, 35 seconds. And I went with damage control. Mm. Interesting, uh, interesting choice. Um, you know, it, it, what's really interesting about this kidder is the fact that the faces actually have the advantage. Because uh, I believe historically, usually they make the heels have the advantage because it's easier to boo, you know, the double team. Um, let's see. You know what, kidder? Uh, I got to snap this losing streak I've been on. So. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to take the good guys because I think it might set up somebody to be the next challenger to EO Sky's title. So I will go with uh, Becky, Bianca, Flair, and Shotzi. All right. Uh, this is also just for um, information's sake. The first time in two years that Charlotte and Becky have had a match uh, together or against each other since they beat the crap out of each other. Uh, it might have been Survivor Series uh, two years ago. But it was two years ago, and that's, you know, ancient history according to WWE. So, uh, interestingly enough, Damage Control made their entrance all wearing Asuka masks. Yeah. Interesting. With the control alt delete CTRL on there. All right, so fan vote. Here we go. First thing, Becky Lynch and Bailey start the five minute period. Uh, Becky has control early, and she's throwing Bailey into the turnbuckle, and then Bailey comes back, punches, and Lynch hits a flying forearm. Lynch goes up to the top. Bailey goes after her, turns into a slugfest, throwing punches back and forth. Lynch hits the clothesline, and uh, then a Bexploder suplex. One. Bailey tossed uh, Lynch into the cage a couple times there, and then uh, they keep fighting, uh, you know, between the rings. So Bailey gave Becky Lynch a suplex, too, onto the steel between the two rings, which, of course, is the hardest point of either of those rings. And they go into the far ring where Lynch sent Bailey into the cage. Lynch drops kicks uh, Bailey into the cage repeatedly. Lynch goes for the disarm her submission. So Dakota Kai, who remember was nearby on the uh, ringside, 
hit Lynch through the cage with a kendo stick. And then Bailey took the kendo stick and started hitting Becky Lynch with that. Five minutes is up. Uh, Shotzi comes on in. Shotzi slams the door onto Bailey. She also brings several chairs and a trash can into the ring. Fans start chanting for the table, but she didn't bring one in, and so fans started booing. Also, it's supposed to be five minutes. It was three minutes until the next person came in, which was EO Sky for damage control. She brought a steel chain into the ring, and apparently this is EO Sky's fifth War Games match. Uh, she hit the chain a few times and went ring to ring with a missile drop kick and uh, ended up hitting uh, double knee attacks on both opponents. Bailey and Sky then hit a double superplex. Four. Uh, a Lynch in the top rope. <laughs> Gonna break Howard one of these nights. Um, <clears throat> the timer hits. Bianca Belair's turn to come out. She comes into the ring, has her hair braided into two long uh, braids. So she used her hair to whip EO Sky and Bailey repeatedly. And then Belair sent Sky face first into the garbage can that was wedged against the turnbuckle. Then Belair hit a spine buster on Bailey and started going back over to Sky, punching her in the head. And then uh, Sky and Bailey held on to each of the braids. Started pulling her back, but Belair managed to do a flip and then into a double suplex. Uh, six. Uh, Shotzi hit the uh, top rope splash, and Lecky, Becky Lynch hit a leg drop off the top rope. And uh, then, time's up. Kari Sane comes on down for damage control. She reaches under the uh, ring apron, and of course, everybody's chanting for tables once again, but she grabs a trash can lid instead. Hits Shotzi in the head, and then gets into the ring, does a drop kick to Becky Lynch. Sane goes after Belair in the far ring, the head scissors, and then a drop kick. And then Sane hits a, drive, a sliding forearm on Belair, who is against the cage. Shotzi uh, placed the three chairs from under there leading Sky to get launched through the air. Sane ends up hitting the uh, elbow drop on the chairs onto Shotzi. You know, because why not? Belair got to hold, uh, or got a hold of uh, Kari Sane and launched her from one ring into the other and then, of course, crashed into two teammates. Uh, all three of the heels, damage control, got back up and then starts beating the crap out of everybody. And then, well, wait a minute. Look at the time. The final member of Team Bel Air comes in. It's Charlotte Flair. Apparently, her first War Games match in all the years that she's been with WWE. Flair hits a backbreaker, followed by a fallaway slam. And then uh, she starts chopping EO Sky repeatedly. Flair gave Sane a follow-away slam into the ropes. Sky goes for a hurricane runner, but Flair caught her and then launched Sky into the cage. And then she went sliding down the cage between the ropes and the grate. Uh, at that point, I believe uh, it was uh, Corey Graves who said that uh, her back just got shredded against the cage like a cheese grater. 
Anybody want some cheese? Maybe they should have had the cheesy chips at that point because Riffles has the cheesy sour cream, cheese and sour cream or something like that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Maybe they should sponsor our show. I'd eat a bag of chips Well, talking here. I'm surprised they didn't make like a Ridges joke, you know? That, that seems like the place to go. Well, Howard, <laughs> they can't be us. Nope. No low-hanging fruit is too low. <laughs> hmm. Okay. See, I made it through half of this match without a drink. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> so here we go. Cheese grater action has finished. Flair hits the shoulder tackle along with a kick to the head and then goes uh, up to the top, hits a double blockbuster, and a natural selection on the two opponents. It was kind of a sloppy move, so you could really go for either there. Flair climbs to the top rope with Sky in her shoulders, but Sky knocks Flair down. And Sky drops a chain down to Dakota Kai, who hooks it up to a garbage can. Sky pulls the garbage can up to the top, with Sky sitting on the top of the cage. Then Sky stands up on top of the cage. Has the trash can next to her. Everybody's down below, you know, doing their things. She looks at the garbage can, goes, yep, I'm going to do this. Puts the garbage can over the top of her and does the, what would be like the cross body drop from the top onto everybody below. But she was just a trash can missile. I believe she did that in one of the NXT war games yeah, matches yeah. that she was in. So I think it was just, hey, you know what? Nobody really watched this spot the first time. Yeah, do it again. We we can do it again. <clears throat> yeah. Then, of course, um, there's a holy shit. <laughs> Lots of holy shits. Asuka was the last woman to enter, and it's now officially four on four. <clears throat> so, ding, 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 the match has actually started, even though the match actually started because there was a ring bell ring already at the beginning of the thing. Uh, anyway, Asuka brings in a bunch of kendo sticks and a table and a fire extinguisher. Damage control is in full control. got the kindu sticks they're smashing everybody with the kindu sticks and fans start chanting this is awesome lynch and belair were chained together as four damage control women all hit running drop kicks on all four of team belair shotzi gets loose after oscar on the top rope but oscar sprayed the blue mist into shotzi's face oscar jumped off the top rope missile drop kick on lynch with uh, Lynch having a trash can on her head. Asuka covered Lynch, got a two count. There is a ref in each ring, by the way. I don't know, just put one in the middle, right? But whatever. Asuka, Sane, and Bailey then set up the table in the near ring. Bailey and Sky go after top, uh, Flair on the top rope, but Lynch and Belair hit power bombs on both of their opponents. Flair goes up to the top in the corner of the steel cage. Fans start getting up in their chairs. She goes up top to hit a moonsault from the top of the cage. Giant moonsault! <laughs> Looked like uh, she hit her knee, and uh, <clears throat> her knee hit Sky. 
in top of the head too, which, you know, that might uh, do some damage. Flair covered Bailey, gets a two count. Flair Lynch hit a double suplex, seven, uh, and then a double power bomb, eight. Because only no, one it's person a got power bombed or a suplex. So. Oh, then then seven. <laughs> Break myself here. Uh, <clears throat> so Flair goes for the figure eight. On Sky, Will Lynch is doing an armbar on Asuka. Bailey breaks up Flair's submission with an elbow drop. Sane jumps off the top with the giant elbow. Lynch got the knees up, though, and hit her. So the uh, big counter there. Lynch gets to disarm her submission on Sane, but Bailey hit a running knee on Lynch. Shotzi goes to the top rope, gets a crossbody block on Asuka. Two count, leading to Bailey making another save for damage CTRL. Lynch and Sane start fighting in the near ring, and then Lynch hits a reverse DDT. Bailey goes for the rose plant on Lynch. Shotzi uh, hits the reverse bulldog out of the corner. Belair used the fire extinguisher, turnabout is fair play, to spray Asuka and prevent her from doing the mist again. A uh, chair gets put in place and uh, knocks Belair down. Shotzi hits a suplex, eight, and Sane uses a garbage can lid to smash Shotzi in the head. Flair hits a spear on Bailey because Bailey shoved Sane out of the way. Shotzi hits a top rope senton on Bailey, and then Belair goes for the KOD, the kiss of death on Bailey. The four baby faces all standing as Lynch gave Bailey a manhandle slam. Through the table, Lynch goes for the pin on Bailey. One, two, and three. Your winners, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. This, uh, this sounds like this was a pretty good match there, Kidder. Um, lots of action. Uh, lots of high spots. Yeah. Uh, Shotzi got which... busted open, too. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Blood all over the ring. And I was like, what? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, it, it sounds like this was a nice opening match. Uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here uh, with it. I think it, there's a few storylines that are set up kind of from this. You know, you have... Bailey, I believe if I remember this as you read it through, like Bailey's the one who took the pin. So, yes, you know, does that mean that she's going to be out of damage control? There's Could been that... uh, those seeds planted since Asuka and Kari Sane have joined the group. Yeah. So, you know, we could be seeing her on the way out. Uh, you know, uh, there's the thought, you know, th that this is going to elevate Shotzi up to that main event level. So could we see her eventually have a title shot down the line? Possibility. But, you know, if uh, people take to her her performance tonight, hey, it could happen. So right. this sounds like a, like a decent starting match. And uh a good way to start off the uh, the premium live event. Yes, absolutely. And I'm uh, not just saying that because I don't have to take a punishment shot. Oh, 
Right. Yeah, you're you're happy that you don't have to be forced into drinking. Uh, yes. <clears throat> yeah, I think Shotzi looked really good. Uh, had a lot of good spots and really didn't screw anything up that I noticed. So good on her, and she's probably going to get a little bit more of a push from that as well. Of course, uh, we have a couple people watching, so thanks for watching. Uh, please subscribe, like, share. We'd appreciate it. You know, you don't even have to buy anything. You can do that for free. If you'd like to support the show, that's awesome, too. We would appreciate that. And, you know, drop your comments into the comment section. Like, what did you think about the first War Games match of the night? What do you think will happen to damage control? These are questions. Mm -hmm. You have the answers. So, hey, even let us know. Do some walking. Yeah, I was going to say, even let us know if you like the whole War Games you know, replacing the traditional Survivor series. Because I know, you know, for some people, like myself, you get a little tired of the Survivor series traditional match, and I've kind of enjoyed the fact that they switched it over to War Games. But let us know what you think of that. You know, I'm, I'm torn on it, right? Because it is Survivor series, and without a Survivor series match, you know... Because it's always kind of fun uh, if you have that underdog, you really get somebody pushed who's the sole survivor, you know, for their team, and then takes the win, beats everybody. A little overpowered, perhaps, but at the same time, it's not like a tag match. So, something to toss up there. Yeah. Well. Would be good to get a Survivor Series match on the card as well. You know, put one of the singles matches on the pre-show or two. Listen, baby steps, I get it. But <clears throat> maybe do that and then have a Survivor Series men's match because they have enough people to do it. Even if it's bragging rights. <laughs> huh? Huh? Raw versus SmackDown. Do it again. Because that would be a good way to have five on five and get the Survivor Series match in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anybody uh, wanting to chime in, please, please let the fingers do some talk and comment. We won't get the chat flowing here. So then, you know, it's not just uh, us babbling away. All right. Backstage. We go. It's Chelsea Green, Piper Niven, Otis, Akira Tozawa, and Maxine Dupree watching a TV of uh, the first match, of course, and eating Ruffles chips. Then suddenly, uh, Pretty Deadly comes popping in. And, oh, you eating crisps. And then, of course, Otis goes, These are chips! Oh, these are crisps. Chips, crisps, chips, crisps. And then Pretty Deadly knocks the bowl of chips down behind the couch. And suddenly they're looking behind the couch, wondering what's going on. And the camera comes over and R-Truth is there. That's right. The return of the former um, world champion. Who's he? WWE champion. Anyway, former champion... R-Truth, hiding behind the couch, brings out a bowl of chips and crisps. 
because they're both wrong. They're just ruffles, and they're good. You can taste the meat in them. <laughs> That's what he said. And then they get uh, Akira Tozawa to do the ruffle shuffle, which is, uh, remember the dance that he did with the weights? I, I can't say that I do, but I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Basically oh. this. With the mm. face. Excellent. Excellent. That's, uh, now apparently the Ruffle Shuffle. Only one <laughs> Ruffles chips sponsor it, though. Nice to see all that promotion money going to something useful. God, I was talking about it. Well, I mean, it's our truth, man. <laughs> and he did it. Uh, he didn't do the what's up, what's up, what's up. But when they they're like our truth, he's like what's up, and I'm like ah, he did the thing. <laughs> he did the thing. All right, commercial. We are month and a half-ish. Well, two months. Got to do math correctly. A few weeks away from Royal Rumble. Airs January 27th, 2024. That is a Saturday night premium live event. And so we'll be doing the thing again then. So join us for that. There's yeah. Call it tease. We go backstage again to Sami Zayn's talk to Jay Uso. Zayn said that Randy Orton is still not in the arena. Jay said he knew it would happen because Jay put him on the shelf almost two years ago. And then you could hear the start of CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, and then suddenly the microphones got muted. Zayn said there was history there because they went into war games together last year and they are doing it together again. Zayn had said that he has Jay Uso's back. They do the hug, all of that, and Jay said he's going to go holler at Cody. Then, another commercial, or if you're a premium plus member of, of uh, uh, Peacock, Peacock TV. Hey, there we go. Got a follower. Got a follower uh, on the old uh, Streamlabs uh, on Twitch. So uh, thank you. And we hit uh, 20 subscribers, followers there. So thank you. All right. Uh, anyway, if you either get a commercial, if you pay for the cheap tier, or you get like a three-minute promo if you pay for the commercial-free feature. <laughs> I don't know why I pay the extra money half the time, but whatever. So they do that. It's the video package about the Intercontinental Championship with Gunther and how The Miz gets involved. So that's our next match there, Jayco. It is a singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Gunther versus The Miz. And, of course, I... Went with Gunther de Ring General. I I think that's the right choice. I I you know I just don't see them taking the belt off Gunther with the Miz, um, unless they have somebody lined up, you know, and they're just going to use the Miz as a you know transitional champion. Uh, but I 
I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to keep it on Gunter until they have the next big thing that they want to promote or they're ready to actually have Gunter challenge for one of the main championships. But I think that they're kind of keeping him away from those for the moment because if they are planning to keep the title on reigns through a couple more WrestleManias, they're going to need opponents. And so keep Gunter hot. Keep Gunter, you know, in a position of power until you need him, you know, to be a opponent for Roman. That's what I think is going to happen. So that's my expert analysis as a guy who hasn't watched wrestling now in like three years. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting piece here. Uh, Miz entered first, of course, uh, like it usually happens with these sorts of things. And Miz, as mentioned by Michael Cole, trails only Chris Jericho for the most intercontinental title reigns in WWE history. Michael Cole specifically mentioning Chris Jericho. Kind of interesting. I mean, it's his name, right? But still interesting that throwing that out there. Uh, Jericho has nine, Miz has eight. And then Gunter, of course, has the longest reigning of all time. He's over 500 uh, blah 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 days. And again, had I been prepared and got extra notes, I would have had or remembered the number for you. But that's how it goes. Uh, Miz, in all eight of his combined, is around 570-some days. Or, uh, all eight of his reigns. Is, is what they said. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Miz has been... My volume's low, so I better turn up my volume. Better speak into the microphone, you know what I'm saying? Thanks for joining us, Marco. Appreciate you, uh... Hanging out, supporting the show. He's in the comments. I got to recognize that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was going to say, The Miz has been a great intercontinental champion in the past. Um, mm -hmm. So, but I, I still don't think they're going to change the belt over. Hmm. All right. All right. I think we're, we're both on <clears throat> both on the same wavelength, wouldn't you? I, I mean, I I would think so. I I would say we got the same thought, and uh, yeah. you know, of course, I could be stalling trying to read your facial expressions because I really don't want to take a punishment shot. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it is what it is. Uh, the rest of Imperium <clears throat> remained uh, backstage. <clears throat> so away we go, and I think this is actually set to the correct thing because it's on the thing it's on it's on the microphone so uh marco we gotta gotta crank up your volume too to the top highest of high <laughs> let's get it going all right so here we go let's get this thing on uh 12 minutes 20 seconds for this match and this one takes place in the far ring because of course they have the two rings still set up of course Miz goes right in, starts hitting away. Gunther puts that to a stop and smacks him with a huge, hard chop to the chest. Miz goes after Gunther with some chops and punches. And then uh, Miz delivers 
quite the le hard lefty slap to the face. Miz trips up Gunther by the ropes. Miz rams Gunther's right leg into the apron. And then Miz ram rams Gunther's left leg against the ring post. Miz applies uh, the ring post figure four leg lock like Bret Hart used to do. And got the four count uh, there because, of course, it was on the uh, the old ring post, right? So you got to let go or else you get uh, disqualified. <clears throat> Thanks for turning it up, too, Marco. Appreciate you. Uh, I th I th am I loud? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> so Miz goes for a springboard attack, but Gunter stops that with a giant boot to the face. Guther starts working Miz over with chops along with a boot to the head. Miz comes back with some kicks and uh, chops, but Gunther chops him down like a tree trunk. Gunther then goes for a body slam, hits that. Gunther slipped behind Miz, leading to a German suplex. One. Damn, he's catching on. <laughs> I, last time I had a paintbrush in my hand, I, so I was like, I, I can't. Uh, so... I'm not right now. I'm waiting for things yeah. to dry. So I got you. I can, I can, I can make that joke now. Awesome. All right. So uh, after the suplex, Gunther kicks Miz to keep him down. Everybody's booing him for some reason. Gunther goes for a power bomb. Miz fights back with some punches. Hits a hurricane Rana. Miz kicks Gunther's left knee a few times. Then Miz hits a knee drop to the back of Gunther's left leg as it was against the ropes. Miz kicks Gunther in the body and the left leg a few times. Miz connects with kicks to the upper body. Gunther comes back with a chop to the chest. Gunther with the lift, but Miz floats around, leading to the spinning DDT a la Rey Mysterio and a two count. Gunther tosses Miz down, leading to a drop kick. Gunther hits a power bomb, gets a two count. Gunther, uh, of course has beaten people and was shocked that he did not beat the Miz with that same move. Gunther applied a sleeper hold. Miz goes to the turnbuckle. Miz pearls the turnbuckle pad off as Gunther's pulling him back. And uh, as he's pulling him back, the Miz hits the left leg of Gunther and drops the turnbuckle. The referee looks at the exposed turnbuckle and then looks down, grabs the turnbuckle pad, goes over to start pulling it back. Miz turns around and wham! A swift kick straight up into the giblets. Now, if this was WWE Raw 2 on Xbox, you would have heard ding! Just for historic effect. So, uh, Miz turns around and hits a skull-crushing finale. One, two, and right at 2.99998, Gunther pulls his shoulder up. Gunther goes into the sleeper. Miz drives Gunther into the turnbuckle. Gunther's shoulder hits the turnbuckle. Miz countered into a pin attempt, gets a two count again. They start kicking each other. Gunther hits a huge clothesline. Gunther goes up top, hits a splash. Graves points out that Gunther was protecting his knee because, of course, it uh, hurt. Gunther replies the Boston Crab, or perhaps if you're a Jericho fan, be the Lion Tamer submission with his knee in the middle of Miz's back, and Miz taps out. The winner is 
the Ring General Gunta. Uh, 533 days for Gunter. Well, this doesn't sound like this was uh, too terrible of a match. And, uh, I mean, definitely some conflicting styles because, I mean, Gunter is very much kind of that strong style brawler. And Miz really isn't a brawler, but it, it you know, I, I like it. I like that they told a bit of a story of that the Miz had a game plan attack the knee, attack the knee, attack the knee, and try to set up, you know, a submission or uh, just even keep uh, Gunter from being able to do some of his better moves. So I, I like that at least. It, it's at least storytelling, it's a strategy. And especially when it's done as, this is my strategy, I'm going to go after this, instead of like the, oh, he landed funny and hurt a knee, well, now I'm going to change all my offense to attack the knee. I don't know. I've never really bought that quite as much. So, Okay. <clears throat> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Just want to uh, also share as a side note, I know we're doing wrestling, but uh, Kale McCarr, has now passed John Michael Lyles for sole possession of second place for the most points by a defenseman in franchise history. All right, go Cal. Mm-hmm. Go Cal. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Okay. Marco, do you have any uh, any extra insight? You you want to share share your thoughts? Anything? How's how's the volume? this thing on <clears throat> okay and we lost a viewer perfect uh <laughs> so uh let's see commercials we're we're at more commercials wweshop.com they're doing a sale tonight i don't know how late it goes but you can get a bunch of black friday deals and some deals and things so you got that. Uh, then Credit One Bank with uh, WWE superstars and even some other you know commercials with more WWE superstars. Oh, Cricket Wireless. Oh, he goes, what? Sorry. What? 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 <laughs> All right. Next up, we go backstage again. It's the Judgment Days. Damian Priest, Finn Balor. J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio, they're in their locker room talking about how Randy Orton might not be there at all. Finn Balor laughs, says that Orton is uh, going to poison them from the inside. Sorry, he's going to poison them from the inside. Damian Priest left saying he'll go talk to Drew McIntyre about it. And then guess what? Either commercials or video package airing about Santos Escobar. And Dragon Lee, which if you looked on the YouTube video or anything uh, on here uh, that we had previously posted, it was supposed to be Calito and Santos Escobar. But at last night's Friday Night Smackdown, Carlito got the crap beat out of him and may have messed up his shoulder. So he is not in this match, and Dragon Lee came back to take the uh, match instead. 
Uh, then, Santos Escobar makes his entrance. And then Dragon Lee makes his entrance, and we're at the next match, which is Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar. I choose Santos Escobar. This match went 7 minutes 40 seconds. Casey Rukes. Okay. I was going to say, so if I got this right, uh, Dragon Lee is filling in for Carlito, right? He took the place of, yes. And he is semi-aligned with the LWO. Santos Escobar used to be in the LWO, but if you remember our last premium live event, there is the screwball antics with the the uh, brass knuckles, and that's uh, what ended up making Rey Mysterio lose the United States Championship because that was Santos Escobar running through and conveniently... <clears throat> Left those up on the uh, ring apron. There. Uh, I think I'm going to also take Santos Escobar here. I, th I think, mm -hmm. you know, you broke him off from the group. You must have an idea of what to do with him. And uh, it makes sense to have him win, build up some heat. I would maybe have thought differently if Carlito was actually there. But since um, you don't have Carlito, I'll... Uh, I, I think that that's been the play. <clears throat> no, Calito. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Just, you know, you got me thinking about the microphone here. So I want to make sure that things are operating at peak performance. Okay. Peak. Peak. Daddy magic. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it'll. It'll work for me here, but anyway, that, enough of that. Can you hear me now, brother? Okay. <laughs> We're off. Nearing this time. Escobar goes in control right away. Double knee attack in the turnbuckle. Then they get out of the ring. Escobar sends Lee into the steel steps and then shoves uh, Lee's knee between the steel steps and the ring post, teasing that he was going to break his leg as well because Rey Mysterio uh, is out with uh, reportedly that as a broken knee or whatever and had to have surgery for it, okay? So now he's going to do it to Lee, but Lee fought him off, got his knee out, and got out of there. Lee jumps over the top rope, hits a hurricane run off the apron to the floor. Lee goes for a somersault dive over the top onto Escobar on the floor. Lee then hits a running knee, gets a two count. People were chanting, Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee. Pretty cool. Lee sent Escobar into the turnbuckle. Lee kicked Escobar to knock him back. Lee goes up top. Escobar kicks Lee off the turnbuckle, and then Escobar hits the top rope. Hurricane Ronick gets a two count. Escobar rips at Lee's mask, trying to take the luchador's mask off, but didn't happen. He starts getting some cheap heat. People are booing the crap out of him. Escobar goes up top. Lee trips him up and then hits the double foot stomp off the top for two. 
Lee does the running charge at Escobar, who hit Lee with a super kick. They start exchanging forearms. Lee hits a running knee. Escobar hits a running knee. There's running knees running everywhere. It's running wild. Lee hits a, a sit-up popper bomb for a two-count. Then the fans start chanting Dragon Lee once again. They want more moves. Escobar hits a Canadian Destroyer, which then turns into the the Spanish or the Espanol Destroyer. Followed by the Phantom Driver. Gets a pin. One, two, and three. The winner, there you go, is Santos Escobar. Well, uh, I mean... A short match, a quick match, but yep. it sounds like they went. You know, it's like, oh, we got seven minutes? Okay, let's just, you know, throw everything in, including the kitchen sink, and, uh, you know, get all of our stuff in and make it interesting. Um, interesting to hear how over it sounds like Dragon Lee was. <clears throat> yeah. So that that's was a, a bit surprising. Uh or, you know, just to hear, because I guess when I looked at the card, I was like, who? But again, <laughs> I, I don't I don't, I don't follow wrestling. So <laughs> I mean, you do. It's just that you have other things going on and you follow it <clears throat> with this I, monthly uh, meetup. Right, right. So, you know, the fact that it's like I, if they haven't been on a pay-per-view or in a, a, an event, I, I probably don't know. <laughs> I sometimes do. But yeah, so all right. Good, good middle match because we're at the middle of the show. We got two matches left, so, so uh, yeah, yeah. Good, How good halftime you event. Feel? You've made it through half the show without drinking. I, I'm feeling pretty good, Kidder. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. For those who are uh, tuning in late, uh, you know, Kidder and I, we do predictions. Because uh, Kidder saw the show and he locked his and his predictions beforehand. I have not seen anything, so I'm calling him on the fly. But because I call it on the fly, uh, if I get any wrong, I have to take a shot of peppermint schnapps. And this stuff is terrible to take shots of. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm so far nailing this pay per view. It's not a repeat of full gear where I had to do nine of those things. Um, so I'm, I'm quite happy, Kidder quite happy yeah. to uh so far only be drinking my uh brisk tea <clears throat> so yeah i uh i also and <laughs> i don't know if he's gonna get the message and then see this uh immediately but um got a message from uh our good old buddy js gunslinger yeah. who uh built a hot tub and then uh has been using said hot tub and ended up getting a little uh, wine drunk tonight. <laughs> and and then he was telling me that he also ate a bunch of the uh, pumpkin pie uh, and whipped cream things. I don't know what those things are, and I'm hoping he can explain them to me when he's sober. <laughs> but <clears throat> apparently yeah, he did that. So I told him that he should join our uh, wrestling chat here and really get the comments just get the comment section fired up, you know? I was hoping for yeah. more comments, more feedback. I mean, is this thing feeding back? Is that what the issue is? Is, is that what it is? Letting, you're just not letting that mic think, comment go, I, are you? I, I have no way of monitoring or really controlling, you know, in like the radio business, my, my other uh, job. 
<laughs> I can tell how loud it is, and I can make it louder if I need to, but I think it's actually limiting. That's what it looks like. It. I'm not going up into the red, and I don't know why. I, I'm very, I, very disappointed. Don't know what to tell you there, Gitter. Don't know what to tell you. Hmm. 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 Well, it says two apps are using my microphone. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you know, it we could have we could have nice things, but um this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's carry on because uh, it, it, maybe it's good that it's it's not that loud because you know me screaming into the microphone sometimes. <clears throat> yes, yeah. yes I do. All right, so here we go. Uh, commercial. Guess what? Another ad. NXT deadline two weeks away, December 9th, and then more commercials, including an LA Night yeah commercial for the Slim Jim featuring. The old Slim Jim commercials and L.A. Knight. Hmm. With Matumid Randy Savage. And then we go to the back again, showing the, the vehicle ramp. And all of a sudden, car comes cruising down into the, the uh, arena backstage area. And you hear beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, from the car as it's getting closer and louder. And Howard Blues, who would that be? Hmm. That's a good question. Because the, the thing that instantly went to my mind is the old Taz entrance, but I know it's not Taz. Well, that was more of a the heartbeat and then blant, yeah. blant, I, blant. I, I knew I wasn't right, okay? <laughs> you don't have to, like... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had enough drinks for that. I I know I wasn't right. Just gonna just gonna God, bury man. Howard here. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Two minutes for it? pandering. Uh that would be the new day rocks. New oh, yeah. day rocks. Yeah, that would make more uh, sense. Mm -hmm. Xavier Woods driving the car and my brother, my rude boy. Coffee Kingston, man, in the passenger seat, driving up the Slim Jim car. Hop out. They're talking about the long boys, the big old Slim Jims, I guess. And then they're talking about loving Slim Jims, eating Slim Jims, having fun with Slim Jims, eat, getting all the Slim Jims they can get their hands on. And then, of course, uh, they zoom in on the car. And the interesting thing to me is that the pattern on the car hood had a step and repeat pattern of 69. Hmm. I don't know what the importance is of 69 to Slim Jims, but I'm just going to leave that out there. <clears throat> no idea. Trying to trying to see check this uh Seth Rollins about to start a fight. Hmm. Hmm. Well, got to figure out what platform that's on. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's on the YouTube. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. 
Well, Kidder uh, tries to figure that out. Yeah. So, anything special with the new day there, or is this just a no? That rant? was it. Hmm. <laughs> they, they drove a car in. Bam! There it is. Yeah. And then, guess what? More commercials or video package if you're uh, subscribing to the Plus Premium payment plan of Peacock Premium Plus. And this is for uh, WWE Women's World Championship. Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. It is your second to last match. Match number four on the card. Uh, this one, I pick... Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I think Rhea's keeping it. I don't think they're, again, they're not going to take the belt off her at this moment and yeah. not to Zoe Stark. They're going to save that for a bigger name. Yeah. Yeah. So, Zoe Stark comes on out first. This match again, nine minutes, 15 seconds. She's got war paint on her face. And this match presented by Slim Jim. Then Rhea Ripley comes on out, and uh, she's got some different makeup and different hair. The hair, uh, oddly enough, was kind of like uh, Beth Phoenix's hair the last couple times we saw her wrestle. But obviously black instead of, you know, like red and all the other colors. Um, anyway, that's, uh, that's that, and we're off. In the far ring for this match, and... For some reason, Rhea Ripley's getting a chance, you know? People are going for her versus Zoe Stark, so that's uh, kind of interesting. Right away, Stark jumps off the top, gets a crossbody block on Ripley onto the floor, and then they go back to the ring. Stark hits a missile drop kick, gets a two count. Stark went for the leaping attack. Ripley hits her with a headbutt. And then she falls down. They start battling in the apron. Stark hits a DDT on the apron. And uh, then a corkscrew senton onto Ripley. Goes for the two count. There it is. They left the ring. Ripley sends Stark face first into the apron. Ripley then sends Stark into the ring post. They get back into the ring. Couple more headbutts back and forth. Ripley powers Starks into her arms. Hits a suplex. It's the two count. And that's one for this match. Ripley grounded Stark by pulling back in the arms along the stomp of the back. Ripley goes for the running drop kick to keep Stark down. Ripley starts blasting Stark with a bunch of strikes. Ripley then puts Stark up onto the top rope. They start exchanging strikes back and forth and then Ripley tossed Stark off the top rope. Ripley charged, leading Stark hitting into a super kick for two. Stark gets a roll-up for another two. Ripley hits an elbow in the head along with a rising kick in the head. Ripley hits a spinning front slam and a northern light suplex. Two. That's four. Two. <laughs> Stark came back with a German suplex. Three. Along with a running kick for two. Ripley blocks the Z360 attempt. This is all over the place with numbers. There's too much math happening here. Ripley hits a headbutt. Ripley hits the riptide pinfall. One, two, and three. Ripley picks up the win after nine minutes and 15 seconds. And, of course, Ripley laid on top of Stark in uh, that certain manner of the way. And in the chat, join in the chat, Midnight Rocker 101. How did that match make you feel? I know you probably didn't see it, and that's okay, but... 
How did uh, the how did the description make you uh, feel? How did it make you uh, think about your life decisions? And uh, Howard, your analysis to help Midnight Rocker through this one. Uh, truthfully, um, I, I'm not gonna lie. This this match uh, really didn't interest me because I thought it was very predictable, and so I got a little lost what? trying to keep up with the whole numbers game <laughs> through throughout it. So, Is that what it was? Okay. I you know, I, I you know, drink, eh. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink the other one. Well, okay, We're almost you, done, you... but I, I'm having a second. What's on tap? <laughs> <laughs> thanks midnight uh, rocker brutally amazing that, indeed <laughs> that that's that's okay kidder I, i'm still waiting on my first so uh <laughs> <clears throat> all right yeah. well um I, I will say kidder i am a little worried here uh because with this match being over uh and the next match being a war games match Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're 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 in danger of not having a DraftKings screwy finish of the night. Yeah, yeah. How does that I, make I mean, you feel? Having, uh, I mean, Rude Boy should have been on for this one. <laughs> Damn it, Rude Boy, where the hell are you, man? We yeah, need your I, input. I I, I mean, it, it it's very possible that we yeah don't have a screwy finish of the night. That's a little sad to me because uh, we've had one on like. Well, ever since DraftKings started sponsoring <laughs> wrestling events, yeah. we we've had the DraftKings screwy finish of the night, and so it's uh, yeah. But that that is a potential, especially since this match ended clean. Yeah, the next one's a War Games match, so it's yeah. no DQ. So unless you get really crazy, uh, yeah, we we might not have one tonight. That's that's sad. Hmm. Sad. Yeah. So. Um, interesting uh, note, of course, is that we probably could have called, but no, <laughs> it really wasn't anything screwy. Like we could have done the sponsorship, let it roll, but no, no, uh, up to this point, <clears throat> no. So yeah, we're there. Not, nothing. Nothing has deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with that, I'd love to invite everybody watching, uh, whether it's live or replaying, of course, visit us. Uh, at the bottom of the screen, you see streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs. If you can throw a dollar our way, that would be awesome. Even subscribe a dollar a month. That would help us to keep things going along. Oh, look at that. We have uh, uh, the JS Gunslinger himself watching on the YouTubes. He's saying, Ronda Rousey comes in with a chair, taps in the rock, hits the people's elbow. That's the kind of analysis that I needed on this show. Thank you. And, hey, we got a couple more viewers on uh, Twitch, so thank you for joining us. And uh, <laughs> please subscribe. love for you to subscribe to the channel. Help us. Uh, get uh, more views and uh, them sorts of things. And, of course, J.S. Gunslinger with the expert analysis. Uh, that may be the wine goggles, too. I'm not quite sure. but I, I was going to say, it's probably a good thing he's not doing penalty shots. Mm. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's just, you know, water under the bridge. Uh, you know, it's... Uh... Right. Yeah. Midnight Rocker, what are you drinking tonight? You got to be having something cold and something exciting, right? Anything, anything good? Join us in the chat. Throw, throw your uh, predictions in the chat. We have one final match, and that is the men's 
War Games match. Featuring the team of Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton. As well as the Judgment Day featuring members of the Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, and J.D. McDonough, and Drew McIntyre, who does not have a tactical kilt. His is just simply a regular kilt. So, not a tactical kilt. J.S. knows the difference and uh, has shared that on the main show before. Beer, Blues, and BS. Please subscribe to our channel. Uh, oh, yeah. Who do I pick? Uh, I think, uh, if I remember right, in the official uh, stats keeping, I went with uh, Judgment Day on this one, unless I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> unless you change your mind? I don't know. I mean, unless I did change my mind. I don't, I'm, I'm watching the last minute 51 seconds of the Colorado Avalanche game down here, so... Doing that. As you confirm, Midnight Rockers got a mix pack of two town cider cider hoose. Hard apple, prickly paradise, Pacific pineapple, and rotating cider cider flavors. Now do the flavors rotate in the can and they change as you drink it, or is that like uh just a bunch of different ones all in a row? Uh. Just asking for clarification. Something for you to think about. <laughs> Judgment Day, Howard, for the... Yes, yes, I can confirm, Kidder, uh, you had locked in the Judgment Day uh, before the show. Okay. Um, and uh, you, you know what? It's just not fun or exciting if uh, we go the same. So I'm going to take the good guys on this just to be different, just to make this interesting. I'll take Cody Rhodes and crew. <clears throat> okay. I like that. Uh, JS says minus 10 points to Drew McIntyre for not having a tactical kilt. <clears throat> I agree. What what Irishman or Scotsman does not have a tactical kilt? Seriously. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Apparently. At least in this situation. <sighs> yeah, Midnight Rocker, if you can make that happen with the rotating cider flavors through the can... Then I think we found our first million. So if you don't forget the the friends on the the show that talks about alcohol for several <laughs> reasons, not not only that we can get something to drink, but also because maybe you could keep the show going for an extra six months or something. All right, here we go. WWEshop.com video with Alpha Academy getting you merchandise. Thanks for laughing at my jokes, Midnight Rocker. I appreciate you. <clears throat> First team heading on out. Uh, actually, they're not even heading out to the ring yet. They are backstage. It's Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and Seth Rollins in the locker room talking to each other because, because Randy Horton is not in the building yet. Cody said to trust him. He's going to be there. Uh, we're sipping on, uh, I, I have the, the grain belt blue. I'm on the second one. Uh, you missed what's on tap, but I don't want you to have to go all the way back to the beginning of the video. So this is the empty one, the 4.7% alcohol by volume, 12 fluid ounces. 
Greenbelt.com for info. And Howard Blues, give them the quick one, too, because we haven't started uh, well, the match yet. 34 minutes, 50 seconds, so sit back. Uh, well, I, yes. I, I've said it before. Uh, because we're doing predictions, uh, I am, once again, uh, punishing myself for wrong predictions with peppermint schnapps because this stuff is terrible, uh, especially in shot form. Uh, but I have yet to have one, so I'm still just drinking brisk iced tea and have yet to have any what's on tap. And depending on how this all pans out, Howard may not have had a single actual drink this entire uh, show. So cheers to that. And Jay at JS, I know you're still floating around. I mean, your head's kind of floating, your eyes are floating, but what what are you sipping on this evening? If you could share that and we'll, we'll drop that uh, as we go through the step-by-step of war games the men's match <clears throat> video package airs again <sighs> like i love the video packs that that wwe does but having all of these promos in the show kind of kills it for me just just kind of annoys me so uh Right away, Drew McIntyre has, hits his entrance because he's not in Judgment Day. Then Judgment Day hit their entrance, walk out together. They're staring at each other. They have matching bandanas. Priest and Drew have a long stare down, and then Finn Balor makes his way down to the ring to actually start off the match. And, of course, with the War Games, they have the two shark cages set up on either side so then people can stare at each other and uh, do their thing and then get called down to the ring uh by the way before we really get into the game and the match again colorado avalanche picking up the victory three to one over the kel gary flames also <laughs> uh js gunslinger in the comments uh he's bringing us the gold again halfway through the match the real cody rhodes Dusty, or sorry, the real Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, comes in backstage from the dead, <laughs> takes out the new fake Cody Rhodes with a guitar, and then I'm guessing it's Elias, comes out to the uh, under the ring with a trash can. Uh, I hate to break it to you there, JS, but uh, Elias got fired and Cody, Cody's dad, because, uh, you know, Coach Co Cody Rhodes... He's the son there of Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Dusty Rhodes has been dead for a couple years. Um, also, big thanks to Tony. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to say your last name there, but because uh, uh, I will completely uh, butcher it. But Tony, thanks for the uh, follow there. <clears throat> All right, join in the chat as well. Perfect. So then we get uh, Cody Rhodes, his entrance hits, and a uh, big pop for Cody. Happy about that. Jey Uso next up. He gets the uh, Jey Uso chants going, and his big thing now is yeet. His shirt says yeet, and he's going to yeet people and yeet this, yeet that. Uh, a lot of yeeting going on. Camera changed angles, and then uh, back, and... Uh, <laughs> Jay was on top of the shark cage doing the yeet chants and got the crowd going. And I'm like, how the hell did he get up there in three seconds? <laughs> Whatever, it happens. 
Uh, he yeeted himself up to the top, I guess. Uh, let's see. Uh, Barefoot Moscato is what uh, J.S. Gunslinger is sipping on tonight. In the yeet cannon. You are correct. <laughs> That's how he got yeeted to the top. <laughs> Midnight Rocker is like, what is going on here? <laughs> what kind of show are y'all running? No wonder nobody watches this. <laughs> well, you know, they Rey Mysterio is out. They probably just used his platform and just launched him up there That's quick, true. you know? Who's that shooting through the sky? It's R-E-Y Mysterio. <laughs> All right. Uh, then, of course, Sami Zayn comes on uh, out, and he gets a huge pop as well. Uh, very popular. Jumps partially into the crowd, gets people yeeting for his uh, excitement. And then <clears throat> Seth Rollins... His music hits, and of course, everybody, oh, uh, Midnight Rocker, that's not up for you on your next live stream as well. I need you to start singing that, getting the crowds behind you involved in singing uh, the songs as well. I think that'll get people, that, that's how you get the thousands and thousands of people to watch your stream. Love it. All right, so... The good guys, if you will, get together, and they're looking at each other. The fans are singing. Rollins hugs Sammy and Jay while shaking Cody's hands, and then Rollins heads down to the ring. He is your number one entrant for the baby faces. Then, of course, they go into the cage with no Randy Orton. Oh, when does Goldberg come on again? Uh, probably in about six months when he needs another paycheck. What? I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> okay. right. Next prediction. Let's let's yeet this into the match. <clears throat> uh, Judgment Day got the advantage uh, in this as Howard broke it down earlier. And I point over there, even though in the video he's right over here because I'm watching it over here. And then it just makes no sense. Just like a lot of WWE's booking. <laughs> yeah, watch out. Watch out. We're going to yeet yeet the finger points. There's yeeting here, yeeting there. All right. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. Bing, bing, bing. We are off 34 minutes, 50 seconds. Right away, we see the clock ticking the seconds down because five minutes in between, even though we all know that they're not actually five minutes between because I ran that last year and proved them to be liars. Got a CM Punk chant happening in the background. Some other fans booing. And let's actually pay attention to what's going on in the ring. Rollins dove right into Balor. Started off the match. Rollins sends Balor into the cage. They go into the near ring. Balor starts hitting a clothesline. Balor whips Rollins into the steel cage a few times. Then Balor hits a sling blade. And then guess what? More CM Punk. CM Punk. Balor charges, hits Rollins, uh, but uh, got him with the super kick. Bam, right there. Rollins goes for the pedigree on the steel in between the two rings, but Balor hit a back body drop, leading to Rollins bumping onto the steel. Looked like that one hurt. Rollins is able to come back with a sling blade neckbreaker and then hit the forearm along with a slam onto the knee. 
Rollins hits running knee on Balor, and then <clears throat> J.D. McDonough hits the uh, entryway. Comes on down, kendo stick in hand, and starts, <clears throat> uh, CM Punk ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> J.S., do you? No. <laughs> Howard is slowly dying. Um, J.D. McDonough starts hitting Rollins in the head with the kendo sticks, brings two more kendo sticks in the ring for Balor, and then uh, they start hitting kendo stick shots on the body, the legs of uh, Seth Rollins. And Balor starts choking. Uh, it would be actually strangling Rollins because choking happens for internally. That's a fun fact for you kids uh, with the kendo stick. Rollins, What? I saw a laugh. <laughs> oh, by I just, the way, drop, I, drop your thoughts uh, on that in the comments. We need some I, extra comments. I, I, I just at that point wanted the button so we could play the whole like the more you know graphic when you said that. That that was that was it. It just Listen, flashed through my head. The only one that I have queued up over here is the DraftKings screwy finish of the night. Is that going to do for you? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because we're not finished. We just started this thing. All right. <laughs> Rollins tries to fight back. It's knocked down. Balor's grinding Seth's face into the kendo stick. Then Balor and JD hit a double team suplex. One. <sighs> then, guess what? Five minutes is up. Jey Uso comes on down. He got the win in last year's War Games match is a fun fact. Jay brought in a steel chair, hit some chair shots in the back of both opponents, and then guess what? Each hit, the fans started chanting, yeet. 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 <clears throat> Good stuff. Jay hit two spinning kicks in a row in JD and Balor, and then Jay hit the running hip attack on Balor, but JD did a Spanish fly slam on Jay. Drew was angry inside the shark tank, Rollins, uh, sorry, the shark cage. I can't say the shark tank because uh, ABC might get bit, a little bit mad at us. <clears throat> Got to calm down a little bit. Rollins saved Jay from the double team move, leading Seth and Jay hitting a double super kick. Rollins hits a double axe handle on Balor in the far ring. Jay put his foot against JD's throat as the clock starts counting down again. And we go back to the tank. And Drew McIntyre is ready to go, but Damian Priest goes... Stick to the plan. So Damian Priest, the next entrant to come into the war games. Priest was met by Rollins and Jay, but Balor and JD were back up. Priest pulled out a baton. I actually checked uh, to make sure that I still had mine. I still did. We're good. Then <clears throat> Priest hits a running elbow on both. Hits a broken arrow slam on Jay with a flatliner on Rollins. JD and Balor held up their opponents as Priest hit a twisting crossbody block on both opponents. Balor hit a chair jab to Jay at a chair shot Jay's back. And then, hey, it's been five minutes already. Time for, oh, 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 oh Sami Zayn. Come on down to the ring. 
Everybody goes nuts. He comes flying in. Sami Zayn slams the cage door on Balor's head. And it goes flying back open. Zayn pulled out a table from underneath the ring. And then guess what? The crowd goes bananas. Where did the bananas from come from? I have no idea. But probably about the same place that uh, there's no gas. Anyway, here we are. People go nuts. Sami Zayn gets clothesline or clotheslines Priest over the top rope onto the steel again between the two mats. Sami Zayn still fired up. He's shaking the cage. He's shaking the ropes. He finds Finn Balor. Hits a blue thunder bomb. Boom! Right in the middle of the ring. Zayn teases going to the top of the cage, but JD stopped that briefly because. Zane slammed JD's head to the side of the cage. Zane then grabs a steel pipe, which was up at the corner, one of those cross braces, rips that off the cage, comes down, smashes JD in the head, smashes Balor in the head with the pipe, and Zane jumps over Priest, hits Priest on the, the head, pipe with the head. You know what I'm saying. Sammy Chance are going off. Ole, 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 things are going off. Zayn hit Balor in the back with a kendo stick, and Rollins sent Balor into an open chair in the middle of the ring. Uh, <clears throat> JS Gunslinger saying the real sling blade comes down the ramp with a lawnmower blade, opens up the yeet cannon. That sounds uh, like something that happened last week <coughs> on uh, AEW's Full Gear. Little bloody. Yeah, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> How we all doing? Everybody watching? We got four and four. Drop some comments. Uh, I mean, JS Gunslinger, he's currently atop of the the comment section, so he's got ye the yeets of the comments there. Very good. Guess what? Five minutes is up, Jayco. Drew McIntyre's angry. He comes on down to the ring. It's the fourth man of the Judgment Day team. Drew slammed Rollins down. Suplexes Zane to cross the ring. Drew hits the reverse Alabama slam at Rollins into Zane in the near ring. Drew goes after Jey Uso in the far ring. They start striking each other. The fans start going yeet, yeet, yeet for every punch. Drew ends up stopping that with a neck breaker into the kip up back onto his feet. Drew whips Jay into the steel cage repeatedly. Then Drew launched Jay face first into the steel. Drew charged at Jay, but Jay was back up. Hit him with the super kick. Jay and Sammy hit the 1D on Drew, just like the Usos used to do. Then five minutes is up. It's time for my son, Cody Rhodes. What do we got on here? CM Punk needs to get his boy a steal a job. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it would be good to be employed these days. <clears throat> Cody Rhodes comes on in. Uh, by the way, thanks for uh, commenting and uh, uh, hitting the subscription there uh, on the YouTube. Appreciate uh, the thumbs up. Uh, as Cody comes on in. He is uh, getting mentioned by Michael Cole that uh, Dusty Rhodes was the inventor of the war games, the baby daddy. And of course, uh, this is his first appearance in a war games match. <clears throat> Cody goes after Priest, sends him into the cage. Cody hits clothesline on JD, followed by a back body drop. Cody suplexes Balor onto JD. 
Cody reaches down beside the ring and pulls out a bull rope with a cowbell. <laughs> Co Cody and Seth start uh, looking at it like they're going to use it against each other, but Cody reminds him that they're on the same team. And then they go at it with the heels, with the bull rope, and conveniently use the rope and the bell to get it underneath uh, Finn Balor, and then they don't have to hear the ding sound from WWE Raw 2 on the old Xbox. They pull it tight, and the cowbell, boom, as the, as the uh, uh, you know, cowbell rings. Um, the show tonight was in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, at the <clears throat> Allstate Arena, officially Rosemont, Illinois, for you. Thanks for the question there, Mr. Midnight Rocker. Appreciate you. Okay. It's five minutes. They're up. Dominic Mysterio, the final entrant of Judgment Day, <clears throat> comes on down. The fans started chanting, Dom, you suck. Dom, you suck. I'm surprised it just wasn't a bunch of booze. Oh, JS Gunslinger says, Rey Mysterio comes out of nowhere, drop kicks JD into the open chair, then comes off the top rope with the decapitation fatality. <laughs> I would almost believe it, uh, JS, if Rey Mysterio didn't just have knee surgery and is uh, walking around um, in a giant cast and stuff. But, I mean, it is plausible, right? <clears throat> it's plausible. All right. Dominic hits two vertical suplexes, so that's four, on Cody. And then the other baby faces on their feet start staring at Dominic. And then... Uh, all four of them get up and beat the crap out of Dominic as everybody goes nuts. <laughs> Cody tosses Dominic into the cage, and then a table was set up against the turnbuckle. Dominic's teammates, of course, save him from getting blasted through the table. Drew and Priest hit choke slams on Cody, though. <clears throat> uh, and all basically, all three of them, the choke slams. It was the choke slam trifecta. JD hits a moonsault off the top. Balor hits the coup de gras. And Dominic hits the frog splash for your three of the four finishers right there. Judgment Day gets full control, of course, as you could tell. Priest gave Rollins the razor's edge through the table as the clock ticks to zero. And, uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Mark commenting that uh, Dominic was the uh, sorriest fifth man of all time in a Survivor Series match. Yeah, well, you know, Dirty Dom, uh, he apparently didn't spend enough time in prison to learn some decent uh, or interesting tricks. I don't know. Uh, the clock ticks zero. Nothing happens. They're showing the entryway because, of course, Randy Orton is supposed to be coming on down and helping his team. Suddenly, Rhea Ripley's music hits. And she comes running down to the ring with the ref and the money in the bank briefcase. They get ringside. They're starting to transfer the briefcase over to the officials at the timekeeper's desk. And then I hear voices in my head. They counsel me and they talk to me. They talk to me. Yeah, it's Randy freaking Orton. And he's back, baby, the first time in almost two years. 
Randy comes walking on down, just like he used to do as RoboCop. Orton gets in, clotheslines Dominic, hits a power slam on Dominic, and then a power slam right away on JD. Orton sends both guys straight into the cage. Then Orton hits the draping DDT on Balor. Vintage! Drew faces off against Orton in the near side of the ring while Priest attacks Orton from behind with forearms in the back. They start ganging up on Randy Orton. They're in the middle of the ring now, and uh, all five of the heels got grabbed. All five of the baby faces get them set up over the ropes, and then simultaneously, five vintage draped DDTs. Howard Blues missed it. It would have been the coup de grace of the show for Howard Blues to see it. He would have lost his damn mind. Glad I missed that one. <clears throat> <laughs> it's, it's Howard's favorite move in all of wrestling. No. No, it is not. <clears throat> uh, thank you, Tony, for the, for the laugh on that. I'm glad I yeeted that one. All right. So, Vintage War Games. And then uh, uh, Corey Graves goes, that was the, what the hell did he call it? Museum of Randy Orton. Uh, Yeah. All right. Anyway, Orton teases going after Jey Uso. But then as he's looking at him, he's got the, the snake eyes right on Jey. Priest starts coming after Orton, and Jay super kicks him, blasting him out of the area. Orton turns around and RKO's Dominic. Rollins hits the stomp on Priest onto the steel between the rings. Cody Cutter by Cody and a Huluva kick by Zayn. It's good stuff. Jay hits the Uso splash off the top onto Drew. And then, oh yeah, that's right, there's your face spot there everybody getting in on the action jd mcdonough starts climbing up to the top of the cage it looks like he's gonna try and get the hell out of there and they remind everybody that if you leave your team forfeits and loses so there's that zane and rollins go up after him orton waiting down in the ring Rollins and Zane grab onto JD. They look down at Randy Orton, do the head uh, bob, and then they throw JD McDonough off the top of the cage with Randy Orton waiting. Power KO! <laughs> it looked like they broke JD McDonough in half. Uh, JS says DDP comes in and he DDTs everybody. I would expect. Uh, JS as this swift turn of events I and again this is just me but I would expect him to be diamond cutter and everybody because it's me it's me it's DDP no I, I figured he'd be coming in and offering free uh, copies of DDP yoga to everybody like you're gonna need this after this match <laughs> you know <laughs> Afterward, about an hour after, get yourself showered, and then, yeah, we need to stretch out. So uh, learn the first two chapters before you get back here. <laughs> ah, love it. <clears throat> All right. So here we go. Um, huge move right there. Everybody's in the ring. Rollins and Zane launch him. It was awesome. Orton tells Cody to put him away with the crossroads on Priest. There's a one, a two. 
and a three, the end of the War Games match. 34 minutes, 50 seconds, picking up the victory. The team of Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton. And it was pretty crazy. It's pretty good. Uh, up and down, and <clears throat> I uh, was a, a pretty pretty big fan of, of that match because there was a lot of action, uh, except just like uh, uh, Mark in the comments threw in there that he was the sorriest fifth man of all time, <laughs> Dominic. I mean, you know me, I've mentioned this before on the show, I've not been a huge fan of Dominic Mysterio uh, living up to his namesake or, uh, I guess, being a wrestler. Hell, at this point, let's be honest, I'm kind of thinking that uh, our part-time United States champion is... Uh, doing a little better in terms of wrestling and invigoration of wrestling, perhaps. Your thoughts, Howard Blues. Lay it on the line. I'm thirsty. <clears throat> My throat's a little parched. I need some vocal lubrication. Uh, well, Kidder, I, this did sound uh, like an excellent match, and I, I am impressed because... Uh, I kind of thought after that women's war games match, you know, the men were going to have a lot to live up to. And I think they delivered. It got a little uh, gimmicky with kind of the nostalgia at the end. But I mean, I would have loved to see the uh, RKO on JD as he comes off the top of the cage. I am sure I'll find that highlight somewhere because that just sounded awesome. You, let me guess. You you are just pissed, pissed that you didn't get to see the five draping DDTs live. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm glad I missed that. Uh, <clears throat> How about green bean casserole? JS wants to fight everybody. <laughs> Best Thanksgiving leftover. Fight him. Uh, no, no, I I will disagree. Uh, JS, uh, here we go. The yeah. <laughs> The best is is you take you take the turkey and you, you put it on a nice bit of bread with some cheese and some blue cheese dressing and you have yourself a blue cheese and turkey sandwich. Wow, excellent! For some reason I don't know why, but I thought that you said when you said take the turkey, and I'm like, this is why would you put turkey in a blender? I was like, why are you putting the turkey in a blender? You're not that old, Jake. Like you don't need to. Blend your food yet? You're, you're, you can't. You don't have to suck it through a straw. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't um, know why it, I thought that that you needed to put the turkey in a blender because you don't put turkey. You take the turkey. And you put... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. It's a uh, blue cheese and turkey. To save this show. Please help us. <laughs> uh, get her. That brings us down to our our last two. Uh, bonus questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dry turkey is never good, let alone on a sandwich. <laughs> That's why you douse it in the blue cheese dressing. <laughs> JS Gunslinger is going to yeet that sandwich right up your... Yeah, yeah you soak it in the blue cheese. It, it, it's, it's fantastic. Excellent. All right. Uh, but our, our bonus questions, Kidder... Well. 
We, we, we need an answer yeah. to these. Uh, okay, two. the bonus questions were, will Sasha Banks appear, and will CM Punk appear? Of course, we haven't had an answer as of this point, because we've been going through the show, we've been talking about draping DDTs. Vintage! We've been talking about dry turkey, we've been talking about green bean casserole, we've been talking about ciders of the prickly paradise varieties and rotating cider flavors through one can guess what there jaco everybody's in the ring they got their hands raised they won the damn match i wish uh my screen was larger so that i could see oh real talk ah thank you thanks midnight rocker appreciate your support i couldn't read it i was like what the hell is that icon and i had to look uh, in the other window there uh soaking dry turkey in blue mold does make it taste better <laughs> see see i mean when you gotta make mold i don't know i i'm gonna leave that one for for the real show tomorrow night how about that all right the copyright graphic comes up War Games 2023 copyright WWE Incorporated. Look in my eyes, what do you see? And CM Punk is back, WWE. Yeah! I was like, wow. It was so loud in there that all the microphones were peeking out. Fans were going nuts. CM Punk. CM Punk. He's wearing a white t-shirt, jeans. He's uh, looking around, yelling, you know, and talking. Like, yeah. Of course, gets down on the knee, looks at the watch. It's clobbering time. People keep going nuts. People going nuts, man. I was going nuts. I was excited. I was loving it. Soaking in every minute of it right there. People going out to CM Punk, CM Punk chants, and then fade to black. So, no Sasha Banks uh, on this one. I believe that uh, she's going to be staying away from WWE and doing her Mercedes Monet and still getting injured every time she wrestles somebody. Well, Kidder, uh, I'm glad I got the point on Sasha. <clears throat> That's right. Uh, however, I was I was this close, man. I was this close made to alive. I, I almost and so uh, I, I listen. I'm happy for you. Your guy is back in WWE. You get a little bit more CM Punk. So uh, cheers to you on on your favorite wrestler coming back. Woo. And uh, hey, my one punishment shot for the night. Cheers. And I'm like uh, almost done here. Woo! Yeah, yeah, that's still not good. <laughs> still. still. Not good. Okay. Oh, but yeah, I gotta live with that peppermint taste forever. Um. Well, Kidder, that brings us to our final thoughts of the night. Uh, your mm -hmm. overall impressions of the show. What 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 you think? What what would you rate? this premium live event <clears throat> well you know it was all right um i say that it was all right because uh 
Oh, uh, maybe this is why. Because uh, Punk hypes up the crowd only to get his ass handed to him by Kevin Nash and the NWO. And then, and then Kevin Nash uh, tears his quad in the process. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Um, the show was a lot better than the kickoff. Uh, for some reason, they put Caleb Braxton, Jackie Redmond, Peter Rosenberg, Booker T, and Wade Barrett outside. They're in Chicago. I'm like, what are you doing sure. outside? But, uh, and of course, uh, anybody else watching, I see we got a couple more uh, views ticking in. Like, uh, drop it in the comments. Like, what what's your reaction to the show? What do you think about CM Punk being back? What do you think about war games in general? And uh, Seth Rollins went wild after the show on Punk. So, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, the only thing that that I saw was the details leading up to uh, CM Punk coming through here. Uh, CM Punk told at least one person close to him that he had an hour-long conversation with Triple H last week. WWE staff, reps, and creative had no idea. Apparently, he walked through the back in plain sight minutes before he appeared. They cleared out an area. Triple H took over calling the show in the last few minutes and then uh, called for the copyright to come up. And then, uh, of course, there was like one guy who had to know to hit Cult of Personality and, of course, the CM Punk intro and all of that. But apparently many, many people didn't uh, actually know about it. So. Yeah. So. I get her. I, I'll I'll give my overall thought, and then I have another question for you. Okay. Um, overall, this sounded like a an okay show. Um, I'd give it maybe a like a B plus. Hearing about it, because I I think your first two matches sounded pretty good. I think uh, I think your your mid match was a little bit lower, and then I I think that you know really your fourth match was kind of eh, uh, and your fifth match was was. Pretty excellent. Uh, for the official scorecard on the night, Kidder, I, I hate to tell you this. Uh, you have lost bragging rights. Uh, you had four correct on the evening. I had six. Bragging rights is mine. I have defeat the streak, and um, we'll take that over. But, uh, Kidder, here's my question. What are you hoping that they do with Punk? Are you hoping that he's a, a regular and you're seeing him, like, every week, or... Are you hoping he's got more of like the Brock Lesnar part-timer treatment? Like they only roll him out when they need him and, and for a big match. What, what are you hoping for? I mean, I, I hope to see him at least once a week. You know, the, the good punk promos, the the good times with punk. I, I mean, those, those were a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> depending on what he does and... And who who he talks to or whatever happens, you know that that's something else, uh, and and we'll see how it shakes out with with other talent, how they re react to it, uh, things of that nature. But um, according to other uh, pieces, and and of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, Mark Mortensen may have a little bit more info on uh, going wild after the show, and I haven't come across it yet here as I've been doing a little research. <clears throat> but um, backstage reaction, some people uh, seem to be upset. 
Some were excited. Uh, some talent were pulled aside, I guess, and that they were told, and one talent was legitimately upset. Apparently, Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins were also angry. Uh, Rollins was restrained by Corey Graves and Michael Cole, and Drew left the venue upset. Um, I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura in commentary apparently did not know Punk would, was returning, and uh, I don't know. Um, they were really holding on to it, wanted it to be a new beginning between WWE and Punk, and the deal is said to be several years in length. Mm. Interesting. I I truthfully, I hope that it's more of a part-time than a, a weekly schedule. And, and I say this just because uh, Punk is getting older. I'd rather see him healthy longer. And and I think you could still, like, I think you could, you know, he could come out and ramp up for a big match here and there, but I don't feel like you need to see him every week. And I don't really want to just see him uh, taking on, you know, lower level talent. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him versus Cody Rhodes. I'd like to see him versus Seth Rollins, you know, mm-hmm. maybe even a shot at Roman Reigns. I, I'd like to see him in the, the bigger kind of matches and not just like well we need a feud you're gonna go up against the miz not that the miz isn't great but you know it's it's i kind of would rather see him in that role but that's that's my take on it right right about it you know as we're as we're live uh i want to see if i can share this right here because this is a little interesting, and uh, Jayco, you might uh, enjoy this, although I might blow something up here. <laughs> we'll see. There you go, if you can see it. <laughs> ah, the classic finger point. Yes. And the caption, and this is from Triple H's official uh, Facebook profile. The caption is, Mighty Cold Day in Hell. Hashtag Survivor Series. So, yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. There. No. Uh, it, right it, again. Big night. Interesting night. Interesting to see what they do Monday night uh, and, and how this goes. So we're, we'll see. I'm sure that I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people tuning into Monday night. And wanting to see what happens. So that'll, I, I'm sure that they'll get good ratings out of that. Yeah, so there, there has to be. Uh, so here's, here's some video or at least a screenshot of a video. I just came, came across of uh, shows that Seth Rollins uh, being held back by officials and Sami Zayn after the show went off the air and uh, ended up yelling at, CM Punk and then the AEW doomsayers conspiracy theories and whatnot that Cody Rhodes left AEW because CM Punk so does he leave WWE because of CM Punk but yeah we'll uh we'll have to see 
Any final thoughts, sir, before we, we wrap this show up? Because we... I mean, an RKO, R-Truth, and CM Punk showing up. And uh, seeing the old best-in-the-world graphics again, you know? <clears throat> just, uh, just loving it. Just loving it. But... What what's anybody else have to say? You know, uh, the comments are driving the show tonight. JS Gunslinger, unless you passed out, what what's your reaction? You got anything else for us, there, buddy? Well, while we're waiting for those last few comments to come in, Kidder, cheap uh, looks. Yeah, I, I was gonna say we've been talking for quite a while, and it's time that we start bringing this show to a close with some good old fashioned cheap plugs and as we do with these wrestling shows, because Kidder has done the majority of the talking. It is on me, Howard Blues, the guy who never reads the cheap plugs to try and do the cheap plugs. And I should do better than I did on full year because I only had to drink one penalty shot tonight instead of the nine. So let's go through this. You can find us, of course, at our home in cyberspace. Beer, Blues, and... I almost said the end. BeerBluesBS.com. It is our home. It's where you can find links to all of our... Uh, things from social media to where else you can find the show. Also, while you are there, you can donate to the show through a fun little program that we call Buy Us a Beer. It's your chance. You can throw some money in there. Buy Us a Beer, you get a shout-out on the show. We uh, It's also a place you can leave a comment, and we'll read it out. It's another fun way that you get to interact with us uh, during our main show, which is not live. It is recorded, so... It's a chance to be part of that. Uh, we also have our merch store there. Uh, just go up the top, click merch, and uh, you can find all sorts of fun things from pint glasses to T-shirts to hoodies, stickers, signs, you name it, we got it. But that's not the only place. You can also find us at streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs. There is also some merch there. So either place will work. And also you can subscribe on Streamlabs and donate to us on a recurring basis. Hey, if you like us, you'll say, like to see these guys continue to keep the lights on and keep this fun content going. It's your chance to do it. Uh, Kidder would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Lights are going to start going out any minute now. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I can't promise anything. We'll see. You never know. Anyway, uh, with that, you can, of course, find us on social media. We are on Facebook. Just search for Beer Blues NBS, the podcast. It's a great place to find us, what we're up to. We post some fun things there every now and then, like we do reels. Yeah, who knew? Also, every now and then we put some other interesting content up there. So make sure you check that out. We're also on the Instagram or the gram. I don't know. I'm not hip enough to really be on there, but, you know, Kidder kicked me there, you know, well, drug me there kicking and screaming. Let's get you your words right. through the meta platform. You don't even have to go on the damn thing. It's for the kids, man. It's for the kids. It's for, it's for the kids. Yes. Uh, hey, if you've enjoyed watching this, seeing our happy, smiling faces, the banter back and forth, we are on YouTube. You can see us there. You can find all of our old shows you can find the links down below 
And uh, hey, maybe you enjoyed this live content. Hey, when we do wrestling shows, we do it live. Plus, every now and then, my good buddy there, Mr. Mark Kidder, gets together with our other good buddy, Rude Boy uh, Kyle, and they do a little bit of streaming on Twitch. So make sure you join them there. It's a good time. Uh, every now and then I show up and make snarky comments. You know, it's fun. And last but not least, we are on every audio podcasting platform you can name, from Spotify to Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube Podcast, Stitcher, FM, you name it, we're there. So, hey, if you want some audio gold, want to take us with you, especially as we're getting into the holidays, you might be doing some traveling, you can take us with you. Just make sure you search for Beer, Blues, and BS, download the show, and away we go. And uh, with that, Kidder, any yeah. last comments coming in before we, we finish this? Well, the unfortunate thing, we haven't had any extra uh, comments popping up. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it is that time of year. The things are, are here to happen. And, and so I figured <clears throat> with everything else going on, and maybe, you know, this is uh, anybody who is still putting up with us. Uh, thank you, number one. Uh, number two... It's your last uh, opportunity to uh, get your comment in. So drop a comment. But as you can see, Freya's right here, too. Freya's very interested in hearing what everybody else has to say. Uh, but got to get in the holiday spirit. Thanksgiving was Thursday. Was yours good, Jaco? I mean, mine wasn't bad. wasn't bad. Went out to the ranch. Okay, very good. There you go. I'm ready for Christmas. Uh, all right. All right. See? Yeah. <laughs> the tree's lit, man. That nice, 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 nicely done, kid. Thank you. Nicely, nicely done. You can see that I've been stressing over it for hours, and I finally was able to get the tree up in time for Christmas. <laughs> well... After all that hard work, Kidder, I'm sure yes. you're tired. Plus, yes. we get to record a whole new episode of Beer, Blues, and BS tomorrow night. So, yeah. with that, I need to wrap this up. Yeah, I'm the living embodiment of Charlie Brown, Howard Blues, here with my co-host, the awesome, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder, who has broken the show down for us. We'd like to remind you to always keep your glass at least half full. Hey, there'll be free beer tomorrow, so make make sure you come back. Check out us then to get that. And, uh, <laughs> hey, we'll see you next time Love down that, you know, poorly worded Howard clearly has been messed up by a single peppermint schnapp shot. Huskon Highway. War games are coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Great job with the comments. We'll see you in the next one. And uh, Midnight Rocker, thank you, too. Thanks for thanking us. We thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's get the hell out of here. How do we do this thing again? Oh, it's it's. is it this one? Yeah, it's this one. Yeah.